0: Can you hear me? You listening
1: to #WAW? What a week!
0: week,
2: week. Hello, June. You hump of the year. How did we get here? Well, not sure what the ride over the hump is going to be like, but I know that the show is going to be like. As always, we try to cater to different tastes, whether it's food, politics, or even petrol. And we've got guests who can expand on all of those. So let's get straight into it. Welcome to Wow, What a Week. Wow, what a week it's been.
3: This is Wow. What what a week.
0: What a week. You can't make this shit up. up.
2: Our comedian guest is in the building. IOL referred to him as one of the most exciting voices in South African comedy. And Mm -hmm. the Guardian News outlet referred to him as Genial Misfit, whatever the heck that means we would refer to him as fascinatingly nice guy please give a wild welcome to someone who's familiar with deuces even though he isn't one himself make some noise for skulk Poseidon Holt. hello
3: Jeez. do you do, do, do not have an effect there okay <laughs>
2: don't do that voice when you're saying hi to a girl though because surely it can't work what that voice you just did, that hello.
3: Hello, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still stuck in that COVID videos I did. Hello means uh, I don't know why my voice went upper register, but um yeah. It works. <clears throat> it worked for David
2: Krammer. I'm sure it uh, would work yeah, for you. Yeah. In fact, I'm 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 a bit upset that you came onto our set and you're not wearing one of your signature, uh, blankety cardigan jersey type things. What happened? Um,
3: you're ju- you're off-brand right now, Skulk. I know, I just sweat a lot in them and I... I <laughs> you call sweaters for a reason, Skulk. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard a lot of Jersey jokes, but <laughs> that, that is a good one. I haven't heard that one. And you didn't even blink. That was, that was great. That was Skulk <laughs> hot. I'm
2: with an overseas friend of mine. How would I describe you to that friend?
3: Just, just a a comedian.
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) I would say. Um, Yeah, I don't know, comedian. I've heard this thing um, that my friend Ryan said that there's a difference between being a South African comedian and a comedian from South Africa. Okay. At the moment, I'm trying to be a comedian from South Africa and not a South African comedian. Okay, so,
2: so, so what what you're saying is you don't want to get to Australia and tell South African jokes.
3: Yes, because then you you're limiting yourself just to. Just to getting the South African expats over there. Exactly. But the idea is to, to build a, a to new grow, audience to and grow. to grow. And it's not nothing. It comes across as like, oh, I don't want to perform to South Africans. Of course, I always want the South Africans to come. But I mean, yes. there's, there's only ever going to be so many South Africans in a place like fucking Adelaide. So
2: you don't want to so. do a show for homesick people. You want to do a show for people that want comedy.
3: Yes, exactly. And I want people to, wherever I tour in the world, to be able to confidently say to their friend, whether it's like a Swedish guy or an an Australian, to say, come with to the show. It's this guy. He's proudly South African, but you will still get all the jokes and you'll enjoy it as well.
2: My lasting memory of you and one of the times that I realized that I actually appreciate your craft and your art was during lockdown. Mm. when you started your video diary as it was yes how did you even give birth to that well i think and it, was it supposed to be serialized and daily
3: no 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 i i made a video i think so i went to cape town for shows yes. and then on the plane i was still going to do the shows and then i went through <laughs> some sort of crisis on in those two hours Jeez. between joburg and cape town because then COVID had already started, kind of, it was on everyone's lips and stuff. And in the air, and someone told me something before I took off that said, like, everyone is going to look at these things in retrospect. Oh, yes. So if a lot of people die, then you're always going to be the guy who knew that there was this virus going around, but you still went ahead and did the shows yes. anyway. Yes. Because you were selfish. So by the time by the time I landed it's like people are dying, but listen to this joke. <laughs> yes. Here's a joke about people dying. Don't worry, it won't be any of us in this room right now. And and when I landed in Cape Town, I said to my friend, listen, uh, the guy who organized the shows, I said, Listen, I'm gonna still go stay in the Airbnb that I booked. I'll just absorb that cost, but cancel all the shows. I just I'm I'm freaking out. Like I, I can't if there's one cough in the show. I'm, I'm. I don't know why, yes. how I will handle it. And then I just stayed in Cape Town. I thought, let me just make it like a bit of a holiday. Stayed in Cape Town. So you cancelled so, the shows. Cancelled the shows. Jeez. It was. It was in that week that Cyril. The was... COVID, the, co- the COVID fear week. It was. It was that week where Cyril was basically saying, everything's going on as normal, yes. but be careful. Making him the many promises that he hasn't kept. Yes. Yes. Just kind of. Just kind of saying, just keep an eye out and whatever. Then I was like no, and then and then also like other comedians were cancelling shows, and then I thought okay, I'm i being very irresponsible, and then I was just stuck in this flat in Cape Town for almost a week. On the first day, I finished Tiger King, yeah, and then (laughs) and then after that, I just started making videos. I made a video about Tiger King. I made a video about this. I made a video about that, and the videos. We're getting like amazing views, and I was wondering why and then I realized because most people are now sort of self isolating yes. and at home and yes. on their phones the whole time. Then when I landed back in Joburg, I made a joke about the the elbow thing the mm. cyril where Cyril did a thing where you like demonstrate you you your elbow yes. the elbow and yes. then I was like. COVID can get through your fucking and elbow. This thing is taking over the world. You think it goes, oh, no, elbow. I didn't, I didn't study for this part. I can only go through hands. And then that video did really well. And before I knew it, uh, on Facebook, it had like gone viral. Yeah. And then when lockdown happened, I thought, okay. Because normally as a comedian, I would go, I don't want to waste jokes by putting it out for free on social media because then I can't use it on stage. Yes. But COVID was this perfect little thing where the jokes were the jo- if something happened it was only funny for like 2 days mm, and, and mm, until there was a new thing that everyone yes, was joking about so i thought if i don't if i think of something funny and i don't put it out right now mm, it's not going to be relevant in 6 months exactly so um mm. because it was all topical so then i just decided to put it out and then when i saw that people were reacting to the feeling good feeling positive vibes mm, mm, then i challenged myself and i said okay i'm going to do a video Every day, whether I feel like it or not, and I'm gonna put went, it out. Bruh. I went, I did it. There were days where
2: I do get up, put on my phone, go to your account on Instagram, and you haven't posted yet. And then I get into a panic. I hope he's not dead. Like, I hope he didn't get COVID. Like, I hope he's okay. Where's Skalk? Skalk? Where's my video? Because they became part of my sanity. Yeah, um, and, and you know, seeing the world through your crazy uh, m- 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 yeah. outlook.
3: It also became part for, of my sanity. It yes. also did more, way more for me than people realized. I mm. didn't in the moment wasn't really saying it because I didn't want to get too sentimental. But yes. I mean, the fact that I was one of a few comedians that still had a purpose, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't necessarily paying work. Yes, it was still like. I was still fulfilling. doing my job every yes, day, which yes. is making people laugh, even though it was like in a different way.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent um, the first couple of the this week days with my, my parents. Yeah. Uh, my dad is 81. Okay. And my mom is 74. they both retired, I'm assuming. Um, I'm assuming. They still work? They still um, send me around, so they're not retired parents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But they don't work anymore. Anyway, so I spent a week with my parents and we had a lot of fun catching up, chatting. And then I read that Al Pacino, who's 82, is expecting a child. His girlfriend. He's not expecting a child. No, no, his girlfriend is 29. (laughs) Al Pacino is 82.
3: And the first thing I thought was, I can't even imagine my dad pumping at eighty-one. Like, was Al Pacino doing pumping at eighty-two? I don't think. Okay, look, I don't think Al Pacino was doing the pumping. I think he was, <laughs> I think he was lying horizontally, <laughs> on his back. Okay, don't kill me now. <laughs> I think the twenty, the twenty-nine-year-old was probably doing most of the work in that situation. If I'm honest, <laughs> it was like, Al Pacino, you're eighty-two, dude, like. Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of a condom album? You know, like, "What are you doing?" Do you know? What, you know, it's sad for that kid, right? Yeah. I mean, so that kid is going to be born. Is Dad is one of the most famous actors yeah. of all time. but I mean, And pa- dad
2: will be 83 when he's born.
3: Yeah, but part yeah. of the fun of having a famous dad is being at school. So, like, for example, Brad Pitt's kids now. They're at school, hey, who's your dad? Brad Pitt. Yeah. What? Yes. That's amazing. That's incredible. But by the time that kid is in high school, uh, if Al Pacino is now 83, if he is still alive, then which is unlikely, He'll unlike, be 100. Which is unlikely. He'll be He's going to pretty much be 100, right? When the kid is in the trick, he'll so, be 100. These, these kids' friends, those gener- that generation is not going to know Al Pacino. Then it's like, oh, you, my, my dad's actually a famous. Who's your dad? He's actually this famous actor who, Al Pacino. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> but I know he's in my mom's wank bank. I love it. I just, I just hope his mom actually, you know, finds another famous actor. Then because I mean, what if she now goes from Al Pacino to she's like a CA. And now the kid's like, my, my dad is Al-, Al Pacino, but now my, my new dad is like, fucking boring CA. That's cock. <laughs> Imagine that disappointment.
2: Speaking of disappointment, uh, you just came back from uh, overseas. Yeah. And uh, this week and the past week and the previous week, uh, the RAND has uh, not been doing too well. Yeah. So h- how do you fare out there with your uh, meager RANDs and now having to change them into pounds and um, Australian dollars? Yes, dude, it was tough. Like,
3: eventually, it's not even weird anymore to pay standard. Now, so after the shows, i drink a lot of red wine, and then often I would get, like, Uber Eats. I'd get McDonald's when I get back to the hotel. Standard, this is for not, not a family meal, quarter pound of cheeseburger, some nuggets, a Coke, five hundred Rand. Oh
2: yeah, because it comes off your card. So yeah. you see
3: it in Rand. The thing is people say don't convert. For can tell F and B then to not send me a notification. <laughs> before I can of course I'm gonna see the amount before I swipe it away. I can't just blindly be swiping so and, and and I get emailed it as well. So even if I do manage to swipe it away without looking, when I open my email there's five hundred rand, a thousand rand. So you're paying five hundred bucks for a meal for one? Five hundred rand was became just in Australia standard. That is just a normal meal. Then if you go to a slightly through a restaurant, it's maybe slightly not yeah. even lani, just like a slightly like nicer place. That's not that's not a fast food. Yeah. Then it's seven fifty. Then my wife came to visit. Standard thousand five hundred rand for the Jeez, two of So she, so she finished you off, basically. Jeez, yeah, she was the nail in the coffin. But then, but it, when I was there, so I was in Australia. Then I went to London, and then the the pound, the rand to the pound was twenty three. That's the most it's been, in my in my travels ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then from there, it went to 24 because then the whole thing came out of like, we are supplying arms to Russia, you know. And now people, now it's not only that, that you're cocking off financially, but also now people here, you South African people, you meet over there. and And they also, they read the news, they now see this controversy and they're like, oh, that's disgusting what your country's doing, supplying arms to Russia. And I'm like... Guys, you don't understand. Us back home, we just, like, added to the list, you yeah. know? Like, there's so much stuff that goes on. Supplying arms to Russia, it's just, like, another thing we're doing. We have a shopping list here. Yeah, also, like, we don't know. If Putin is giving us electricity in return, you yeah. know, we, we're we not, maybe not that upset about it, you know? Like but, but he's not, because we still don't have electricity. Exactly. So, I mean, if it was swapping a Uzi for a kilowatt, it would be a different story, but... So, but uh, but we still don't know what was in those boxes. I saw someone saying they're going to open the box expecting guns and this is going to be all the copies of Jacob Zuma's book that, <laughs> <laughs> that, he
2: that he couldn't sell.
3: It would be it would be weird if... It would be too almost on it yeah. if, if the boxes get there and there's like perfect, great weapons in there. Yes, it. yes. That would be not on brand mm-hmm. for South Africa. It would be like... It would be like, oh, okay, cool. There's there, a bunch of guns, but the the magazine is the, is what do you call it the the thing that passes. Yeah, the, yeah, the clip the, magazine, the, yes. the, the clip, the magazine. There's yeah. a clip. Oh, the clips. Oh, sorry. And they phone. Where's the? Oh, sorry. The clip? We, like, fuck, the clip? We forgot the clip. <laughs> we forgot the clip. Sorry. It's in. It's it's in Rustenberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Rustenburg. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We, we, can we go pick it up? No, we, so, we I don't so know. It
2: would fu- <laughs> you would still fuck it up anyway.
3: I think so. That's why even if we did send guns, they're not going to work, guys. It's not going to work. i not going to be able to do anything with those things. <laughs> it would be weird if it did work. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you, 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 you
2: were telling us earlier on about how, you know, the, the shows you did in Australia and in England. After your show, you have a bit of wine. You have a bit of uh, McDonald's or whatever it is you have.
3: Yeah. But you also have your own wine. Yeah, uh, t- Tell us about that. That was also sort of a lockdown thing and it was just for fun. Actually, so were, you, were, um, you, were you tired of pineapple beer and alcohol? Yeah, well, it actually kind of saved me in the lockdown because my wine ran out and then these people had sent me wine from a wine farm in Paul yeah. um, before lockdown and got stuck at PostNet. Then Level 4 opened. PostNet opened, but alcohol was still illegal, but they didn't realize it was wine so they gave me the box. Ah. As I got the box, I was like, okay, act, Act calm, yeah. yeah. Act calm. This is wine. This is wine. And then there was the most stressful three kilometer drive of my life. Who's following me (laughs) like freaking from PostNet to my house? But then when I got there, I was like, and then it was the most delicious wine. And I phoned the winemaker, his number was on there. And I said, Dude, I just, I just, I'm phoning just to say your wine's amazing. I've never heard of you guys. And then I said, I've always wanted my own wine, but I've never known when to start. It's like, it's easy, man. I'd send, I, I, make, I put something together, I put a label on it, and we put it out. And he sent me like two labelless bottles of like yeah. sort of samples, and sure. I tasted it, I gave some notes, said, This is what I like, this is what I don't like. And then the next one was perfect, and then we slapped a label on it, we started selling it online, and it's still going.
2: Wine drinkers are generally pretentious, or they seem pretentious to me. So, you, you know, you talk about they sent you two bottles that were not labeled, and then you send some notes. What fucking notes did you send back? Well, th- this was very frustrating. Like it's got notes of toe jam. Like what? What are you sending back?
3: No, so it was it was frustrating for him because I don't have the lingo either. Hence I'm asking. So, I'm actually curious. So, so I'm saying, no, it's not serious enough. Yes. It's not serious. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, but what What describe to me? I was like, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, it needs to be. What I kept saying, it needs to be a winter next to the fire red wine. Uh-huh. That's what I want. This okay. is a fruity... In this December, this is, this, this is a sangria. It's too Mediterranean. Yeah, and yes. I, uh, so I kept saying, like, wood, but now I'm f- wood and serious, <laughs> wood and serious, and he, I don't know tannins and cock like that, but also I made the wine. I didn't want it to be pretentious, so yes. on the back, I wrote the little description, and it okay. says, with subtle notes of grapes and alcohol. Yes. And that's, and that's all you need to know about, <laughs> about the wine. Because wine, for me, like, sometimes... I don't drink wine from a wine glass. Like all the wine glasses mm. in the in the house is dirty, and then I drink wine from a coffee mug. Like it, it should be some. You, if you drink it straight from the bottle, that's also fine. Wine should just be however you want to drink it. That is good. Okay, so if it's the enamel uh, cup that's left, that's what you drink your wine from. It, yeah, you must. What I might just start drinking wine. If wine, if wine, if you enjoy wine, yeah. then you, however you are doing it. You are doing it right even if you're drinking like a puppy from your <laughs> from your hands that is fine if you're enjoying it that is you enjoying i think i like you w- right where
2: way. do we find your wine if we want to support your wine business
3: um you can go to the link in my bio on instagram yeah. and facebook and there's a button there that says wine and you order it online and it comes to your what's house. it called feeling good feeling positive pinotage why don't you put your name on there or is that too cliche yeah, yeah, I think it
2: is. A skulky, like, wine.
3: Yeah, I I think my name is on there somewhere, but on the back in small print. Like a signature, uh-huh. like cursive. Yeah, yeah, but I, I wanted it just to... That's what wine is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel good and positive. If it makes you feel angry and negative, then you probably should stay away from it. I grew up with friends from across the spectrum. Mm-hmm.
2: But one thing I noticed about my white friends yeah. is... Y'all play crazy games and you dare each other to do shit that, like, black folk don't do that. Okay. Um, You know, this week I was uh, reading a story about a kid uh, from the U.S. on a Caribbean cruise. I think his name is Cameron Robbins. Okay. 18 years old, his friends dared him to jump overboard. It's a cruise ship. Of the cruise?
3: It's a cruise ship. I mean, we've been on a cruise together. For we each. were on a cruise together. Those ships are it's massive. Stories. It's stories. Thir- that's, that's like jumping off a building.
2: It's 13 basically. stories of ship. This kid was dared to jump overboard. He jumps overboard. There's footage of him swimming in the water. And these other kids are yelling. And then he disappears. They haven't found him. Shit. And they're presuming him dead. Because, like, where could he be? It's not like he's with SpongeBob chilling somewhere. But why do you guys do
3: such, like... Fucked up days, though. Jackass. <laughs> oh, it, it, so Is that what it is? <laughs> it all started with Jackass. Because we wa- oh, that was m- me growing up. Like, yeah. you watch Jackass. In Kempton and, Park. And then there was also, in the, Kempton Park, and then there was a... food skating. Food skating 101 was sort of, they didn't really do the the um, hurting themselves thing, but there was a, even an Afrikaans rip-off of Jackass called AF. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Do you remember it? It yes. was an MK19. I remember in, in, it very well. My I'm Afrikaans gone, is
2: actually doctor. my, my is so good. I I watched it all the time.
3: And and on Af, they I mean, I, I must take my hat off to the guys because the things they did, it wasn't yes. it wasn't like a jackass light. Mm. They also like they really, went in. They went in. They hurt themselves. They ate disgusting things. There was this guy called Dinman. He would eat like they they would put the most disgusting things together for him to eat. But anyway, that created this culture, I guess, because. You could say NTV, Jackass maybe had like more of a wide viewership. I think, I don't know if that's fair to say, but anyway, and they just created this culture of like, it's cool to do like crazy shit and yes. to get hurt. Mm. Me and my friend tried to do off at school, I remember, like, he would be like, I dare you to tackle this chair. And then I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd sort of like lightly hug the chair and fall over. It's yeah. just not in my personality to do stuff like that. And I'm also not the type of person that wants to go hunt, shoot the buck, eat the balas. Have blood smeared all over my... I don't like cock like that. So you're not, you're not fully white then, surely? <laughs> Maybe then I'm you're not. You're white lights. <laughs> then uh, I'll happily, I'll happily take that label if that's what it means. But uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't like getting hurt and doing stuff like that. I don't like extreme things. You, you are generally that guy though. That um, yes, you're an Afrikaans
2: dude, but mm. you're not like an oak.
3: Yeah. How
2: did you deal with the expectation of you to be an oak? To be this tough dude.
3: Well, in school, yeah. I mean, in school, you. I guess I was sort of like the the culture kid. I mean, that yeah. that the, they so always you, there. Yeah. But I mean, you're not. You're not. Getting the girls, and you're not getting invited to the the, the paintball birthday parties. Yeah, um, those are the ones you wanted to get into. But secretly, I was happy because, like I said, I don't like getting hurt anyway. So I didn't want to be at the paintball. <laughs> I'm like, why can't we just go ice skating, guys? Why always with the pain? Let's go watch a movie. Exactly. <laughs> um So I mean, I was by no means the cool guy in school, but yep. then comedy. You know, even when I was in high school, mm-hmm. very quickly started becoming especially where, like Trevor Noah. Then like exploded yep. when I got into high school. Then comedy became the new rock and roll. Yeah, and I now you're a rock star. And I started doing comedy. Um, well, my tech writer backstage is just like just just some wine. <laughs> They're like white wine, just a bottle of red wine, whatever yeah. suits your budget. Whatever you like. Yeah, I would take. I, I, I should I should at least make it like a bottle of red wine of minimum 200 rand, just yeah. to make it a little bit more, just just a little bit more nicer. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, any, any red is cool with what, me. Whatever makes you happy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> then then I started doing these like s- little stand-up skits in front of the school where I yeah. was doing the news, but of the school. I was doing ah. the water week, but of the school. Okay. So it included... So, so, so did you Rian Krebach in it? Yeah, it was sort of like a newsreader, but it yes. was essentially stand-up comedy, and it was like, who's the new couples? So you, you know, in front of the class? Yeah. No, so a, the whole school, at assembly? Yeah, at assembly. So on a Friday, assembly was so was always kind of like more... Light-hearted. More light-hearted, yes. and there was more like if someone needed to advertise the Le- Le- Valentine's ball. Less churchy. Yes. But the rest of it was churchy. Yeah, there was yeah. still church, but it was also even a more light-hearted yes. church. They would get the fun pastor from the more charismatic Oh, yes. Um, It was actually another guy who started it and then he left school and then he handed it over to me. So I I would do it there. And then suddenly I became cool because, you know, you can... You're making the girls laugh. You're making the girls laugh. And also the guy that can beat you up, I mean, what's more powerful? He can punch you, but you can like embarrass him in front of the whole school. And that's almost like more powerful. Then I also learned the the power of words because I don't want to hurt people with Mm -hmm. my comedy. And the one time didn't really mean to but I made this girl cry um, after assembly she she cried and she phoned her mom she went home Jeez. and I felt uh, because of a joke that I made about her yeah and I felt really terrible about it and I was mm-hmm. like yo this is not what I want to do with my comedy it wasn't my intention and sure. even in even now my comedy it's supposed to just bring joy I'm not out to offend people and often you you do it's mm-hmm. inevitable mm-hmm. but then I always want to, like, if, if I see someone, it's happened once or twice, someone walks out of my show. I always want to, like, find that person afterwards. It's like, what did I do wrong? And be like, dude, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Shit, you know, can I buy you a drink? I'm sorry that you, that, that you took that st- like that.
2: Have you ever been tempted, though, to, because in your head the gag makes sense, offensive, that you want to do it anyway? Or do you literally gatekeep yourself and censor yourself? at that level, that this is going to hurt someone, so I'm not going to do it.
3: Yes, if even if I think it's hilarious, I will still tell my friends. Yeah. Um, also, you keep it within the WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, I'll still tell them. Listen, I, I thought of this hilarious joke. I would never do it on stage because it's hurtful, but just it is a good joke. Yeah. No, but if... If I if I think of a joke and I feel like this is really gonna hurt someone's feelings, mm. I won't. I won't. So you're a nice guy, man. I am a nice guy. The thing is, also when you're young, though, because especially like more offensive comedy was really the trend yeah. um, when I started out. Mm. I guess inevitably, just mm. when I wanted being, I just wanted to be edgy and sure. and. But you still can be the nice guy and be edgy. Mm. Mm. But I I did do, I guess. I guess there are some jokes that I regret but and they weren't super offensive they were just a bit like I guess childish mm-hmm. and I'm, th- I'm thinking like oh, that actually wasn't nice and, and I'm talking about like sometimes you talk to people in the yes, audience yes. and you like make fun of this person you them yeah and then and then you, afterwards I'd be like years afterwards I'd be like mm. yeah, that actually wasn't so nice but but yeah comes with maturity I guess as well I remember
2: when I was 11 12 years old um, this was in the 80s There was a theater and education group that came to a high school, and they did a play. You threw them with a condom? No, (laughs) I hadn't started yet. It was like five years later, but anyway. They did a play about cholera. Yeah. Uh, They were from Zim, and I think, um, you know, at social studies, we learned a lot about, um, 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 you know, what are the malnutrition diseases back then? Um, um, what are they, kwashioko, Marasmas, and cholera. There was a play about cholera. It's 2023. Why are we still dealing with cholera?
3: Yeah, I just blame load shedding for everything. This <laughs> <laughs> is the easiest. The potholes in my road, load shedding. It's load shedding Yeah. because the, lights, the street lights don't work so the guys can't come fix it at night and they can't fix it in the day because the cars are driving here. So they can't see what needs L- to be done. Yeah, exactly. L- load shedding. So, yeah, yeah, load shedding. I mean, but I think load shedding would have an effect on cleanliness of water because there's pumps and stuff that needs to filter it, and I don't know how it works, but I'm sure load shedding. And I, I saw a thing of like a, uh, people suing Eskom because... A kid in hospital died because they couldn't. The machine, couldn't, the, the machine couldn't, work, yeah. couldn't work, and now they're going well. It's direct effect of load shedding, mm-hmm. and and because the load shedding was so frequent the, the, there was generators and inverters and whatever, but that stuff couldn't charge enough to keep going through the next stage of mm-hmm. load shedding. So yeah, load shedding's the source of everything, right?
2: I was now. reading a story. In fact, it was tweets from a lady saying, "I don't know if it's the nephew um, needs a nebulizer." Every day, because of whatever chest condition they had. And she tweeted a week or two later that, oh, we've lost him. Yeah. Because there was no power. That is fucking insane.
3: And you can't be carrying around a nebulizer and a diesel generator at the same time, you know, because um, the only way to battle uh, uh, load shedding is a diesel generator. (laughs) And those things are huge. You can't be carrying it around with you. So, no, it is hopeless. When I was coming back from overseas, people were like, yeah, get ready, get ready. The load shedding, it's the worst it's ever been. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I must also admit, and I'm not trying to be like Mr. Positive. I'm not trying to like stay on brand with what I did in COVID. But it's good to be back in South Africa, even with all the... Would you relocate, though? Not at the, Definitely not at the moment. If, yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. If, if it became like I'm working overseas for eight months of the year, it just physically wouldn't make sense to stay so, here. So you'd
2: relocate for Korea, not because you're heartful. No,
3: yeah, exactly. If it became because it was the same reason that I moved from Cape Town to Joburg, yeah. it's like I was... Never at home in yes, Cape Town. Yes. My my flat was just, every time I came, there was like a thick layer of dust on everything because I would go for a week, come back for mm-hmm. a night, go for mm-hmm. two weeks, come back for two nights. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's like it doesn't make sense to live here anymore. So yeah. if, if it became like that, that I was working so much overseas, I mean, like Trevor, he didn't leave because he was hot for. Sure. I, I don't think at least. He had an opportunity and he took it. It was like he was, it would make it made Only made sense for him to move to America, sure. you know. So if if my situation had to change like that, I would, yes, I sir. would. But I mean, like with the first day I got back, and it's just stuff in South Africa that makes you smile. Like, for example, I know we're talking about load shedding now, and it's a, it's a big problem. But like, South Africa is the only place where, like, the robots go out because of load shedding. The guy who was begging there two seconds ago jumps into the middle of the road, starts directing traffic, and everyone just goes with it. Everyone's like, Yeah, fuck, I trust this guy with my life. Why not? Let's go. Isn't that the wildest, though? And the thing is, he, he, and he, the thing is that guy, he had with him, like in his pocket, a high-vis vest. Yes. So as soon as the things, he put on his high-vis vest, starts directing traffic, and everyone's like, okay. He's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> no one's going, sir, I don't know if you are qualified to, <laughs> to be, <laughs> we're, not, we're trusting you with our lives here. If you create a massive head-on collision, but everyone just goes with it. He goes, go, 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 go come, come, go, come, come, stop, 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 stop. you won't see it in any other country. You
2: won't. It is incredible.
3: <laughs> no, like in, in, in London, if a, if even if the robots did go out yeah. and a homeless guy started directing traffic, I mean, that the police would be on that. I was going to say, seconds. he'd
2: be arrested in like a minute. Yeah. One yeah, yeah. for jaywalking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One for being in traffic.
2: What are you doing in traffic, sir? Anyway, you've got a show tonight and a show tomorrow out of the country. Where can people catch you on stage?
3: I'm in Durban at the Oyster Box tonight. They've got a lovely comedy and curry evening there. Yeah. I'm going to do the show in my wedding suit because I got married at the Oyster Box in in December. Jeez, huh? Okay. So I'm so going back, I'll wear my how, suit. How could you afford to live there or stay there? Uh, it was included in the... Oh, was it was a part of the deal. It, part okay. of the deal. I can't afford if you, it. If you... Um, if you book the venue. Yeah. And then Namibia, Vintuk, at the Vintuk Country Club. So that's tomorrow, Saturday? Tomorrow, Saturday, yeah. yeah. The show you're
2: doing in Durban versus the show you're going to do in Namibia, do we get the same show or do you tweak it a bit?
3: I always like to bring something in mm. of where I am. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there will always be... Uh, I always say the show is about like 80% the same and then I'll always leave... Twenty twenty five percent 25% to... Room to play. Room to play. And also just to do crowd work with people in the audience because that's, that's what people remember the most about the show. They don't yes. remember your best gag which you've yeah. carefully written and rehearsed. Mm. Um, often when I speak to people, I go... I was in the show with Jared. Yes. And I go, who's Jared? And they go, remember Jared? He was 17 and he said he wanted to be a pilot. And then you made the joke. And then I and then I actually do remember yes. this. And I go, oh, yes, yes, I remember now. I remember He's now. the guy that left crying because I ragged him. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a brand new podcast coming up. It's it's season one is out already
2: on yeah. Spotify. Okay, so what can you um, look forward to there? What is it called? And uh, yeah, who should watch called, it?
3: I need an interview for that, by the way. I'm ready. It go. is. It is called your mom with Skulk. Okay. So I decided to instead of interviewing celebs, interview their mother. Okay. So I basically get an ins. You get an insight to the celeb, but through a different perspective. Through the mother. And and you would, for example, if it's you and your mom, you would still sit in on the interview. So but I can just kick her on the side and say, "Mom." mom, mom. <laughs> but the idea is that like, you. Shush, because okay. this is your mom's time to shine. No one ever speaks to her. Yes. This is her time to speak I like ab- that. about you. Yes. You are there more for fact checking. Yeah. Um, maybe you can and say like, "Mom, no, that didn't happen and quite for, like for that." Denials. For denials, right of um, reply, and, <laughs> and laughter, and being embarrassed, and all the lack of things. But you know, we so, did like. So who's in season one? We, like Matthew Mole and his mom, Chad LeClo mm-hmm. and his mom. Pierre, who's the lead singer of Dievos Fantastis, yes. and his mom. Awesome band. Yeah, and yeah, a bunch of great people. Um, he's a. Uh, Ryan Sandys, he's yeah. like a, a famous trail runner, mm-hmm. like a world champion trail runner, and his mom. And it's all yeah, very good. And so Jack Barrow and his mom. So that's am I might invited episode. as the affirmative action guest. Or. Um, ask him for a friend yes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I've thought back to season one now and I thought no okay you're right you're <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> season two when do you start shooting that when can we expect it
3: um, I've, I've sort of or we already got one or two episodes in the bank okay. and um, yeah we're just waiting for our wonderful sponsors mm. we buy cars to to call us <laughs> whether you're selling a ca- whether you're selling a car, a car a caravan a bike or a boat
2: we buy cars with Skulk. Donkey. You're welcome, brother. 5% when they sign. <laughs> yes, please. Where do we find you on social media, sir?
3: Skulky bears on Instagram, SkulkBusadeNet on Facebook. Very easy. Yep. You can go look for TikTok, but I mean, I don't even know how that works. I just hoist something on there every now and then. And then you leave it. I, I've never, I swear, every time I advertise a show on TikTok, yeah. I see zero movement in ticket sales. Until I put it, I don't know. Maybe it's just kids who don't have money. Maybe on
2: TikTok you should be talking about the show, but turn it into a challenge. Maybe dance a bit,
3: break an egg. You, you need to do something more than just say, "Come to my show." I was bullied enough in school. I'm not gonna. I don't need to. I don't need to be <laughs> dancing on on TikTok. <laughs>
2: Brother, man, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> hanging
3: you. out with us on Wild Water Week. Uh, thanks, I've m- uh,
2: been a fan for years. and thank you. Um, dude. So it's an honor and a privilege hanging out with you, brother, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Donkey. Uh, he's not leaving the country unless it's for Korea, so don't stress. We aren't losing Scalc Pazade in anytime soon. This week. But thanks. <laughs> 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 Skalk, don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> This week has seen the passing of an international music legend, Tina Turner, and a local broadcasting icon, Eusebius MacKaiser. There are many lessons to be learned from both uh, legacies. So to paraphrase someone else, we'll just say, we don't need another hero. What we need are more people like Tina Turner and Eusebius MacKaiser. Thanks a lot, and have a wow week ahead. Shout out to Amp Studios uh, for hanging out with us. The Africa Podcast Network that uh, is welcoming Skalk Bezaydenhout to the family. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Uh, Pezulu works for the cinematography, audio engineer, the Flo Fraser. And our guests today, Skalk Bezaydenhout, Naledi Malela, and actor Quenzo Kuhle Ngobo. Creative director Kuvesh Mohan and show producer Gilles Omudisa You can email waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Have a great week in spite of yourselves. We're out of here.
0: What a week. What a week. This kid really kicks.
2: Welcome back to Wow What a Week. We celebrate uh, kids, youngsters, youth under the age of 35 that we think kick ass. Have you ever wanted to share your knowledge with the world? You know, maybe help people look and feel better. But then you also discover that you can do that by stuffing yourself with delicious dishes all on camera. No? No? Okay, I thought it was just me. Well, our next guest discovered and shares all of that online. Please give a wow welcome to Naledi. How does she eat so much and not look fat like I do, Malela?
1: Hi, how are you?
2: Naledi M. How you doing? What's up, dog?
1: You know, I'm actually so excited to be on your podcast on YouTube. I'm actually really excited. How do you find the transition of being on our platform now?
2: Who's interviewing who Kent?
1: Oh yeah, you know what that's a good point. Like no what
2: way. is this? Like, <laughs> like 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 YouTubers want to just control the space.
1: We're squeezing
2: in, man. Huh?
1: Huh? I'm really happy to be here. In 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 in,
2: in, 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 in fact, uh, my argument right now is I don't do a podcast. I do a YouTube show that we happen to podcast.
1: Oh really?
2: Yes. Oh. So okay. this is more a YouTube show than it is than it is a podcast. But because podcasting is an option, we share it as a podcast.
1: As a podcast. Yes. No, that's amazing. I was Absolutely. very shocked when I found out. When I got the invites, I was like, "Hey, um, DJ Fresh wants to sit." Down. I'm like, Fresh, me?" Yes. They're like, "You're on the YouTube." I'm like,
2: "On on on my YouTube." Yes. As an on YouTube. Like I've been here for almost ten years. Like, what are these people doing here? I
1: mean, uh, really, guys, who let these people in?
2: <laughs> in In fact, as an early ad. Adapter, adopter, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, do you sometimes feel territorial about your space?
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, um, back in our time yes. when I was young, I'm still part of the youth.
2: Back in my day.
1: Back in my day. <laughs> I wanted to be on radio. Yes. So I would see you, I would see...
2: You were in grade 11 and you told your dad you want to be on radio and go to Boston Media House and do uh, media studies like Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And your dad told you, get the fuck out of here.
1: Oh, no, definitely. My dad, I was sitting down with my dad, my principal, mini story time, I was sitting down they were like to me, it's time for you to choose your career, right? What do you want to do? I'm like, no, I'm thinking of radio, I want to go to Boston, you know, DJ Fresh. They've come up with this fresh new idea. But I was like... Huh? um yeah, no, but that's that's great. Okay,
2: that's on weekends. What do you wanna do midweek?
1: Exactly. <laughs> You're gonna to go to a university, which one? <laughs> so it's kinda of funny. It's kinda of funny where it is now. It feels like it's come full circle sure. sit with you. Yeah. What I want is your job.
2: Speaking of dad, you moved in with dad after mom passed away. Yes. How old were you when Mom passed away?
1: I was fifteen.
2: Okay, so pretty much. Your first 15 years was not necessarily in, with a relationship with your dad. Yes. How awkward was it jumping into this relationship? Because that's what it is then. You're starting from scratch, but you're 15.
1: No, definitely. Because um, I won't lie and say my dad wasn't present. Yes. I see him on weekends. But, sure. you know, growing up with your mom and feeling like you don't Primary really know
2: caregiver. Primary caregiver. His exactly. mom. Exactly. Yes.
1: Stepping into a house with um, a man who was exactly like me because he's a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. So very stubborn. Sure. It was like a change of scenery. It's like, I couldn't stand this, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would have so many fights. But I think one of the things I took away from him was that I am so much like him. I'm so competitive. You know, he always wanted me to be the best in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my work ethic comes from. You know?
2: How long did it take before the conversation stopped being awkward? Because when you start moving in with someone, Mm. it might feel awkward initially. Of course. But you warm up to one another. When did you realize that I'm at home here now?
1: I realized that when I started making money, so we can say around twenty four years. <laughs> like he's still my dad and I still have to obey what he says. Yes. But my dad is very jovial, so mm. at some point the relationship built, but it was a slow, gradual build up. Sure. Because I wasn't the easiest child to
2: deal mm-hmm. with. You know In fact, I'm told you're rebellious. How, how bad were you?
1: Oh my goodness, I was so bad. I was one of those kids that say, No, why? You can't go over there. Why not? you yeah. You went over there, so what do you know that I don't know? I want to learn too. What's going on here?
2: And I can always leave uh, via my window at 2 in the morning when you're sleeping.
1: Oh, yes. I would wait for my grandmother to fall asleep and I would jump the gate. And then I knew that she wakes up around 5. So I'd yeah. come back at half past 4. I'd have my boyfriend drop me off and go, go, tomorrow, Yeah,
2: tomorrow. yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was definitely quite rebellious.
2: You should have done like some of the girls um, back in my day. Oh. They'd uh, always make sure they leave um, the sweeping thing outside in the yard. Okay. So when they are sneaking back in, (laughs) just in case grandma is awake, she finds you sweeping outside. She doesn't know that you were out the whole night.
1: No, guys, there's nothing to sweep. And at my dad's house, there's no sneaking out. There's cameras everywhere. So So, it's one of those things where sneaking out can only be done, Golige where I grew up, my mom's house, actually. But with my dad, there was none of that.
2: Looking at your career... You know, um, you've got an MBA, yes. you're educated. Uh, yes, the corporate space wasn't necessarily your best friend. Um, but, you know, you are growing into yourself as a woman.
1: Yes, definitely. If
2: Ma was still alive, how would she see her big girl right now?
1: I think she would be so happy and so proud, yeah. you know, um a lot of the time when you feel like the world's stacked up against you and everyone expects you to fail. Yes. And you kind of transcend over that and you become this person that no one expected you to be. Mm-hmm. I think she's in the heavens, like, smiling. She's probably going, that's my kid," sure. You know, like, in yes. graduation. I really wish she was here, but I know that she's definitely looking down over me and she's really proud.
2: So she's definitely ululating up there.
1: Oh, no, she's ululating. On
2: some hashtag muchhosey101.
1: I mean, mama, yeah, oh, she a fresh. She's a
2: <laughs> in fact, we'll talk about O-Ship a little later. Yeah. Uh, you, you often lament the fact that you feel social media gets toxi- toxic.
1: Oh my goodness! And
2: uh, the, the other week, you were in a lot of toxic trending. <laughs> you you, you, you want to talk about that?
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, you know what? Let's talk about it. It yeah. is on YouTube anyway. Sure. So social media does get toxic. Yeah. I think a little bit about me is that I am very outspoken. Mm. I say what's on my mind. And I definitely don't stand for any disrespect. Sure. So it comes at the cost of me being this very kind of, you know, reactive, very aggressive. Because mm. some people were kind of trained with social media to, oh, when you see the bad blood, just keep quiet, you know? Let us
2: yeah, yeah let it let it let it die down. Give it three days. Exactly. It something will else will come. Yeah.
1: But the problem with doing something like that is that you allow people to control a narrative of you, whether true or not. Yes. And for me,
2: and there's zero versions from you out there. Then
1: I mean, you know better than yes. anyone what it's like for people to just run with the so, narrative and make the villain that you really aren't. Exactly. So it was a difficult uh, time because this was something I thought had died down. Yeah, good. Like I know. Okay, guys, let me break my silence.
2: So, so what is the story?
1: Okay, you? <laughs> so here's the story. Yeah. The story is that um, me and another. Uh, blogger, sure. we were having... Well, we didn't really have an argument, but we... Black Coffee, yeah, these DJs, was hosting a very big event at Zone 6, and obviously, um, I went there, and because I know a lot of the guys at Zone 6, I obviously organized the section. Sure. One of my other friends from Durban was coming through, and he was like, hey, now lady, I don't know anybody there. I'm like, I'm a girl from the south. I can make things happen. I got this. So the section was obviously under my name, and the guys came through, and mm-hmm. then this other blogger and her friends came, but... Obviously, in our industry, you know that as girls, we are territorial. You know, some people don't like each other. I'm pretty sure you have some DJs you don't get along with. I
2: not, mean. not really, uh, to be honest truth. I, I, if if anyone doesn't get along with me, it's that issue. But I don't, okay. burn, I don't have any burnt bridges yet. Yet? Yeah, no.
1: Oh my gosh, I have no bridge left to burn. <laughs> Everything is a mess. But
2: you see, when you've burnt every bridge, you're forced to build up. So, you're in a skyscraper, you're fine, don't stress. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So, I guess uh, the moral of the story is that she was under this assumption that, you know, what she was smoking was the other guys and not mine. Sure. And they kind of started calling me out of my name, yada, yada, yada. And I obviously had them kicked out the same. But um, the moral of the story is that we tried to kind of mend bridges on Yo. social media and then. It was brought back up a couple of, well, a week ago um, from a different narrative, from a narrative of Naledi is the aggressor. God, not on my name, guys. I'm go- like, guys, you know, building this brand and still feeling like you have to humble yourself yeah. and be quiet sure. was something I was not going to talk So I had to tell my truth. And besides, you know, you get a little bit of AdSense out of it.
2: And then there was another story about you and someone sharing a man or something.
1: Ooh. You know what, guys, is Johannesburg too small?
2: Um, it is, sadly. And unfortunately, uh, too few people drink from the same pond, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, 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 you've got a, one person drinking in your pond?
2: Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I'm the only one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that's fixed. Yeah, no, um, I dated a bit of a very, you know, outspoken guy, and mm. he definitely had his fair share of being a Casanova. Sure. So I guess one of the things that burnt me back in the past was that I would make friends with people who actually wanted to date him because, mm. you know, cash is king. I guess in Johannesburg. Mm. But it was a it was a great learning curve that you know you can't really trust men, and that is the moral of the story.
2: Jesus, so all on us. Yeah, definitely. You <laughs> regret But yeah. So when storms come at you, storms like that, whatever the storms are, whether it's a rumor or a trauma. Geez, did I just use the word truma? You
1: definitely did. But
2: anyway, (laughs) like what gets you through that shit when it's happening?
1: Ooh, I think uh, one of the...
2: Because you're also a praying girl. No?
1: No, no, no. I pray. I pray. I mean, I went to a Catholic school for 13 years, okay? So we've been praying every single day, twice on Fridays. Yeah. But I think one of the things I do do is I have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And that's the one thing people don't know about me. Sure, I get super anxious when I see my name trending.
2: You are clever then. So you figured if I feel better when I eat, because I suffer anxiety, yes. if I put a camera on it, I can get people to watch me eat. Honestly. And I deal with my anxiety. Oh, you're yeah. a genius.
1: I love, I love my job. I have figured you out. You know, I think, I think it's a little bit of insanity that I love the fact that I can sit in a room and laugh by myself, and then post it on YouTube, and then 160,000 people can laugh with me. Yeah. For me, the anxiety. I love my job because I'm like an extroverted introvert. Sure. I can be around people. I can be around TJ Fresh, act like he's been my friend for five years. But then when I leave those, I'm gonna go. <gasps> <laughs> wow. You know, so it's it's, it's a way of kind of a functional, what do they call it? Like this functional dysfunction. You mm, mm, mm. found a way to combat dealing with the outsiders. The yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Or the awkwardness of having to be... W- with people. Exactly. Be- because a lot of us are socially awkward, but not necessarily willing to admit it. Yes. And it's yes. only when you're in your own space alone that you're like, jeez, I'm glad that is over.
1: Yes. I mean, I can only imagine what you go through every time you must go into a crowd full of people and uh-uh. everyone just wants to grab you.
2: I hate the spotlight, to tell you the honest truth. Um, I hate the spotlight. I hate attention. One of my biggest fears is speaking in public. But really? here I am 30 years later.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's
2: just because my passion needs me to be within the space. Yes. Who's interviewing who here? Because my passion is within the space, one of the unintended consequences is you get fans and those that don't like you and you get attention and, 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 and. Mm. If I could do this anonymously, I would. You would? I don't like attention.
1: Oh, we'd be able to pick it up in your voice. Like, I don't think there was anything you could do. But
2: you wouldn't if I started anonymously.
1: Your voice is literally your selling point. You could go, hey, guys. And we're like, yep, that's him. That's him. You could speak like this and a bank. We'll still hear you. This is the up? <laughs> no. I wish I wish someone when I was younger could have told me that. Because yep. we have this preconceived notion like, oh, my gosh, I want to be in radio. And if mm-hmm. it's going to listen to me, mm-hmm. it's going to be roses and daisies. But what they don't tell you is the downside of it like the one thing i experienced Mm -hmm. is that people would say i'm loud like
2: she's so loud she's beyond
1: that space she's so black yeah she's so and it's it's like a shock to the system because you're just like able i never actually thought about the downside of what i want to do so i don't know i guess i just deal with it the best way i can for
2: those that have no idea what is mukbang
1: so a mukbang is essentially a YouTube trend oh. where, and it's very big in the Asian community and in the American community, where people just sit and enjoy people eating. Now a mukbang is kind of like a an off take from ASMR. ASMR is audio sensory, meditation.
2: Yeah, that one. we you Google it? Yeah.
1: Right. So under that is a mukbang, and that's yeah. when you watch someone eat because those sounds, like even now when you've got, so earphone,
2: it's eating. But it's microphoned eating.
1: Exactly. So they have these really um, sensitive mics yes. like yours. And if I just start going, some people find that so relaxing.
2: So um, I DJ with a band and we're always on the road. Oh, really? And my keyboard player, who could be driving for five hours, mm-hmm. for five hours, he's... But, so we have uh, Wi-Fi in, in, the, in our little bus. For five hours, he's just watching people eating. For he five is. hours! Oh my goodness! There's some Asian channel that he watches. Yes. He'll watch this guy eat a pig, and then he's eating this, and he's like, for five hours he's watching people eat. Like what the fuck are you doing? They, he's like he enjoys it.
1: There is something so calming about watching people eat. Now I started watching people eat a while ago. I I suffer from insomnia, so it would help me sleep. Mm. And then the American community did the seafood boil. Yes. And I went on a hunt for a seafood boil. Oh, so for, what, is, for a, yeah. what is a seafood boil? A seafood boil is this American concept that consists of lobster, yes. um, crayfish, and whatever they have in their prawns. And they put mm. it in this little seafood boil, garlic butter sauce with sausages. And I was like, I need to try this. Yeah, And then I went on a hunt until I found it from an Instagram page. Okay. And I started eating it. And I swear the business that I found they did so well. They ended up being on radio. I don't even know if at some point. Where did you, were on you radio. find
2: it? Where did you find it? That's
1: I found it on Instagram, and I yeah. DM them, and I said, "Hey guys." So where
2: is the? Where do we find a seafood boil?
1: so there's a brand called Dash Kitchen. I don't know if they're still operating, but they're the brand that I found. Yeah. And after that, I think for the next two years, yeah. they took off so much that I couldn't even order a seafood bill without waiting three business working days.
2: So you fucked up your own sauce.
1: Basically. <laughs> That's the first and the last time I put you guys on. <laughs> so,
2: so the first time you put a camera on yourself eating, mm-hmm. what are you thinking as you're uploading this video?
1: I'm thinking, this is going to be good.
2: <laughs> so, so you had a good feeling about it?
1: Oh, I did. Yeah. Because I, I I knew that uh, that the people who like watching other people eat, yeah, they were going to take away something. YouTube is a platform to be anything that you want to be. Exactly. you? You know, I mean, obviously we're bombarded with podcasts right now
2: we apologize
1: yeah ish, guys get that um, but um i think for me when i did the seafood boil i wasn't even thinking of the south african community i was thinking of oh the asians are gonna find me are oh, they gonna think i'm
2: folk free. in mississippi where seafood is big are gonna f- see you
1: and i would do it with yes. story time so oh, i'd yes. combine it for the people who had issues with the sound oh yes and then it took off i mean i got a lot of negative responses from south africans but after some time Boom. It's so cool.
2: How often is it that people that criticize, it's is it's because they don't get it?
1: Yes. Or that's they don't understand. how it begins.
2: Or they'll tell you we're in a country of poverty, why are you filming yourself eating, exactly. for instance.
1: No, no. I've noticed that a lot of the things that I've um, started on YouTube, not to say that I'm a pioneer because I also got the idea from someone else. Yes. But I've noticed that a lot of the things that I would start, such as a seafood boil, some mm. people feel like, ugh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then now, if you type in South African YouTuber mukbang, yes. you're most likely to see a lot of seafood boil videos. And then I coupled it with the story time. Yeah. And then I was like... So
2: what is story time for those that don't know?
1: It's telling stories about your life. Ah. It's going on to YouTube and saying, hey guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. Yeah. This is what my ex did to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I give them aliases. What stories.
2: is your biggest story time video right now?
1: where <laughs> <laughs> there's so many but I th- i'm asking for a friend there's so many but i think the most popular one is when i took my ex's car and i left him at rockets
2: okay so what did you film all of that
1: oh i definitely did
2: okay so he's at rockets and then what did you- he went with me okay
1: and then this other girl started making a move on him yeah and then i was just like and he was like but i'm not doing anything and i'm like okay but why don't you tell her to stop yes and then I kind of got very, okay, well, if you want to keep doing this in front of me, I'm going to leave. And he's like, I bed. I'm like, oh. what did this man say to me? He said, I must leave. Yeah. So now his house keys were in the car. Okay. So he gave me the car keys and said, go take the house keys and get out of here because you're acting yes. you're acting like a fool. Sure. As soon as I got in the car.
2: But why do we do that as guys though? Why do you like, do like, 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 um, Like a girl is overly friendly towards us as a guy and we're kind of okay with it. But the minute a guy's friendly with you... Yo, we fucking lose it.
1: Then the big dog voice comes, like, then the I don't like what you're doing, Nelly. Like, why,
2: why, gents, why do we do that though? I anyway. Don't know. No. Story for another day.
1: No, definitely. And the story time element for me, I think, is my most popular segment. So,
2: what did, where did you start filming?
1: I started filming in 2000.
2: No, no, no. That's story time leaving rockets and the boy. Did you start filming from the car?
1: No, no, okay. no, 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 no. So, what I do is. These are all elements of stories that happened years ago. Oh, so you're just so you're re-telling, retelling the
2: story. Also, oh, you didn't film the incident.
1: No, I'm like, just retelling I'm the story.
2: One. And I'm still pissed off. Oh, so it's no. not that. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. It's okay. just, uh, let's relive these funny moments. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And then people liked it so much, they wanted to tell me their stories. So I started yes. a new segment called Confession Session. Yes. So you can confess something.
2: Um, I will think about it and I will get... My people will get in touch with your people and I'll, I'll submit my confession.
1: Perfectly waiting. And
2: then when it comes to the mukbang as mm-hmm. a trend, mm-hmm. how do we fare against the rest of the world? I think... Um, do people enjoy watching us eat? People or, or are the Asians leading?
1: No, 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 no. People do. I've realized that I, my fan base of people who are international is growing yeah. significantly because... I try to change it a lot. I use a lot of um, my lingo. I speak in Sutu. you know. Sure. I try not to limit the fact that we should speak in English because it's a universal language. Yes. I keep at English, mm-hmm. but I really kind of bring it home.
2: Sure, sure. And
1: there's something about So something. you're
2: watching a South African girl having oh. a meal on camera? Ooh,
1: I have mohodu I've tried different types of foods from different countries. Yeah. I think for me, I just really um, stick to my true self, my core. Sure. And that's me. And it's funny because South Africans, some South Africans don't like my persona, but people overseas enjoy my persona. So it's the irony. It's kind of like a double-edged sword.
2: Maybe because, um, you know, like I said, we, we, we almost have a discomfort with, especially black women who are expressive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, black women that are not afraid to say, no, get the fuck out of here, I'm not going to do that. Yes. Uh, you know, and, 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 and unfortunately, it's, it's it's a problem we need to... To, to deal with because until we stop rendering black girls and black women Im- invisible the way we do, yes. I mean, in the I always argue about how on the hierarchy of visibility, on the hierarchy of visibility, right at the bottom is a black girl, of course, followed by a black woman, of
1: course. And and,
2: and the minute you're out there, it's like, what are you doing? Wap, hop,
1: mm, yeah. Mm, fresh, I think honestly for me, the the Something that I didn't realize was traumatic for me yes. is that I was branded as Wanyana yes. opapang. you know, like you speak too much. Women should be seen. And you're too loud. You're too loud. Yes. You can never. it down. Exactly. Yeah. Like how how can you be um, thriving in these spaces when you don't really know how to conduct yourself? Yes. Them being expressive is associated with like not conducting yourself in a proper way. Sure. And th- the whole premise of my YouTube channel sure. was to say that. You can be loud and funny and expressive and you can still make it in this industry.
2: And have a meal. Make a meal of it.
1: You know, you can you can live in your truth. Your L's don't need to be L's. You don't need to be embarrassed that you were in love and it didn't work out. Yes. And I think that's one thing I try to teach as much as I can because a lot of YouTubers who are female, Mm. they are in the makeup space. They are in the okay guys, let's contour. Yes. And then don't forget to highlight. Which is great. Mm. Love my girlies today.
2: Space for everyone
1: but there must be a space for us. Yes. Exactly. The people go, I know, man. Yeah. Because it's okay. It's so okay. And I, I'm so proud of the kind of ideology I'm creating because it was how Channel O found me. Mm. They were like, we like this girl. She's just so preppy. Yes. You
2: know? Yes.
1: I don't know. It's getting really emo. Can I have some tissues? just so I can just look pretty crying.
2: Before you get emo,
1: who's, who's Drake? <laughs> You're drake um is a very significant ex of mine um someone i dated for about four years
2: but you went on about drake for a while
1: but um, guys all my experiences were with drake i dated him from like 21 and we literally let go of each other when i was what 26 yeah that's when we cut the
2: cord were you a virgin when you met drake
1: ah you (laughs) <laughs> no, man, Drake didn't deserve all of that.
2: Oh, okay. No, no, because no, I'm trying to make sense of the, the way you carried on about Drake. It's almost like you gave him the flower.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't give Drake the flower. Yep. But when I met Drake, um, I really can say he's the guy that I fell in love with. Mm. Definitely my biggest heartbreak. Definitely my best relationship. Definitely mm. one that opened up my my eyes to the fact that I can love someone so helplessly mm. you know so there were a lot of things that happened with him I think most of my experiences in life were with him I was mm. 21 I was so. still very guarded mm-hmm. I was very monogamous so there were no other stories I could tell but yeah he's a significant ex mm. I mean you must be someone's significant ex I'll go on the YouTube story times and try to suss out who's spoken about you
2: no, do that. Or oh, I'll send you a list rather than... You can you can call them to come in there and have a confession time with you.
1: No? Yeah, no. I definitely thought uh, I was going to marry him, so...
2: Are you dating now?
1: You? If I say no... No. No. I'm still in the probation stages of reviewing people's CVs.
2: So how many people are being interviewed right now? Two. Okay.
1: Two. Two people are being interviewed. The other one is kind of superseding in those spaces, but... You know?
2: Uh, so what sets the one apart from the other
1: so the other one um i think he is a great guy i love his demeanor he's so laid back so
0: sure. cool mm.
1: but he doesn't try okay and then the other one is like madly in love with me and i'm just like dude chill bro yeah like if i go uh, uh, what do you need sure i love you I'm yeah like, it's been two months so so what are you gonna do I think I'm just going to let you find me a boyfriend and let everybody know that I'm still on the look. In fact,
2: you're going to be on O-Ship in December. <laughs> you're one of our MCs on uh, O-Ship.
1: <laughs> yes, I am.
2: So you might just find yourself a rich husband on O-Ship. A lot of rich guys are on uh, the cruise with us. So.
1: You know what? Why did you make it in December? We can even move it to September.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. We want you to hang in there. And
1: Should I be single by O-Ship? Does it make sense to be single?
2: Either be single by O-Ship or bring one of them with or bring both of them, and one of them will leave the ship as your man.
1: <laughs> Have time to kind of suss them out. <laughs>
2: exactly. How do they operate on water? That's the thing. You can judge a lot uh, in a man by how he operates <laughs> on water.
1: <laughs> one of the guys who's uh, on the list to be yeah. my boyfriend has been on the ocean ship. He's the one that told me, "Yeah, bo freshi, hey. they play sister Bettina." I'm like, Ugh, "You're so
2: old." No, but did uh, you go there? But but, but but also he can't reduce ocean ship to sister Bettina. Yeah, so, yeah, no. so maybe you don't need that guy in your life
1: yeah no you guys need to play something a little more fresh like no, piano like I'm saying if those are
2: his experiences mm-hmm. of the ship then you don't need a guy like that in, in your life
1: well you said Richmond so I think it's he,
2: because he's going to tell Croissant. you don't need that guy ish, in your but
1: life um, you he's the same guy okay. <laughs> But I'm totally looking forward to the Oship. Oh, I've never been on before. What what are you expecting from Oship? You know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting a vibe of like constant music, constant...
2: It's a three-day party. It's a three-day party. So you need to pace yourself.
1: So, hurobadju Um,
2: In between. Yeah. I think uh, the last dance floor closes at five or six in the morning. Five
1: or six in the morning?
2: Nine, ten, we start the music all over again. For three days non-stop. Yeah.
1: So when people get home, they're, like, finished?
2: They are finished. If they're not finished, then they didn't ship properly.
1: No, but, fresh. we're old, guys. No, we can't old. be rocking like we're 16. Our levers don't operate like that anymore.
2: I've been doing this for how many years, and I'm still doing it? Pace yourself. Okay. Yes. My, so like- my, my career and three days on ship, I metaphor for pace yourself.
1: I definitely don't want to get on there and say <laughs> like I, I'm just imagining myself walking around saying yo guys yo I definitely want to MC but but I'll be ready. I'm ready. And
2: hopefully it won't be from a dude you met there.
1: You know what guys if I leave there with a boyfriend yeah. then I will have one two bonuses you know being an MC and leaving not single.
2: In fact please bring your camera. And maybe try some of the food on camera.
1: That would be so cool. Exactly.
2: Oh you can have God. like an O-Ship mukbang session.
1: I definitely will. Thank you for the idea. And nobody better copyright it. Somebody trademark it while we're sitting here right okay.
2: now. No, no. We'll make sure you have an exclusive. We'll see you on O-Ship in one of the the, the dining areas. Oh, my goodness. Then we can mukbang it.
1: Oh, that would be I think so we can do that. dope. I'd love that. Nalidi,
2: you anything you're working on that we can look forward to?
1: Um, so Naledi's definitely trying to branch into the radio space. I mean, I can't say I'm too sad that Fresh left.
2: So, so, okay, so radio people, (laughs) Naledi's looking for a gig. She's wanted to be on radio since she was in grade 11. She was about 16, 17. She's 31 now. So for half of her life... 31! 29. 29.
1: 94.
2: Okay, I apologize. For half of her life, she's wanted to be me. Please give her a job.
1: Exactly. And And now that Fresh has made space for us to be ourselves, I'm just saying that... I, I don't know if you guys know this, but go watch my YouTube channel. I'm really talented. I should be on radio. I mean, Fresh has done his time. He's not even part of the youth I'm, I'm,
2: I'm No, no, but radio is not about youth, though.
1: Ah. Don't
2: reduce radio to youth.
1: Oh, man, guys.
2: No. Let us That's come why you're not on radio, because you're reducing it to youth.
1: <laughs> we need to spruce it up there. We need to bring some flavor, you know? But I'm I'm definitely trying to jump into the radio space. I in, think- fi-
2: in, in fact, I might fuck around and come back next year, and I'll decide if I want to bring you on as a host.
1: Nah, I, you know what?
2: Yeah. Oh, now I have your attention. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Nalidium is about to leave the building. Find her on YouTube. She's incredible, great energy, and yes, she is loud. So fucking what?
1: That is a brilliant ending. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your show.
3: This is
1: Wow! Wow. What what a week.
3: What a week. Celebrity
0: guest. Celebrity (laughs) guest.
2: Our celebrity guest is in the building. As a kid, he played the role of King Herod in a Sunday school production. Uh, they only let him play Jesus, because Jesus was not black, I remember, according to them. But on other days, he spent time in front of the TV, imitating martial arts movies, including the likes of Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, or Jean-Claude Van Damme, depending on where you're watching. Some may say that's a bunch of contradictions. We say that makes him an interesting performer. Please give a warm welcome to Quenzo Noble. (laughs) Quenzo. Yes, DJ Fresh. What's up, my dude? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, my dude. Just flew. My man, from the East Coast to being the toast of every coast. I should be a rapper. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. (laughs) That's hot.
0: (laughs) That is nice. Take us through your journey from childhood. Like, where exactly are you from? Yeah, so, um, Kamuga is Zingolwene. Okay. se is a purchase thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is Sure. So, Elankulele Korina, um, Gafunda Korina. Sure. And then, uh, Coming up, I, I've always wanted to um, entertain people, mm. mostly my family. I'm, I'm told as a child that you were the steering in the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was.
2: I was. So, what kind of things were you doing as a child, uh, uh Like,
0: I would sing. Yeah, but I don't think I'm a best singer. Okay. Yeah, um, I do baritone, so, sure. so I I I can do musicals. Okay. Uh, musical theaters. But I can't just sing like Chris Brown because I don't have. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. So I didn't want to push it that far. Sure. But I would entertain them uh, with music, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and then about uh, sure. so I, I I'm a VHS. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a VHS. Yeah. So I would watch movies, and then I'll get entertained by of the the way you all mm-hmm. of them act, sure, so be a lot, so imitate wouldn't each other, so what was your
2: favorite actor to impersonate as a child? It was junk food, yeah, so what kind of time. so what kind of stuff would you do like what what would you do to
0: impersonate Van them spin cakes, yeah, I would do spin cakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know. I don't know what basic things I So, I you not going to actually do Sure, that's so. Mother, you can't do the splits. Yeah. Splits? Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> can't go that far. I'm not that flexible. And then you end up in drama school. Yes. Why drama? Yeah. So why drama? Yeah. Because I got a, I have a funda. Uh, I a playlist psychology. Sure. And then I got bored. Because mm-hmm. it's not entertainment. So I figured well, it's okay. Growing up, I've always wanted to be an entertainer. Sure. And do and do art. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out. Sure. Go much. Like, like two months in mm. two months in. Two months in you were out. Yeah. Two <laughs> months in I was out. Wow. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 And then I took a gap year mm. and, then, you know, applied, and then I applyer and then my accepted duty. Sure. And then I went to study and then I got accepted in the mm. drama uh, department. Sure. And then that's where I started doing theatre. So you finished drama school at uh, Durban University of Technology. What happens after that? So, what happens after that? Yeah. Because I was into theatre a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I fell in love with theatre so much mm-hmm. that I. I wanted to discover myself as an artist. Sure. Uh, because with a, with, with our industry, mm. I didn't find it very interesting at that sure. time. Mm. I don't know why. No. So I decided to stay in Durban and then I did Shakespeare for uh, I think two years. Sure. And I was... Wh- which character were you and in, in which, in which Shakespeare and what character were you? So we did like Two Shakespeares. Yeah. So it was Othello sure. I played Othello. Yo. And then Hamlet I played Horatio. Yo. So, so you are staring, staring.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you were a better Othello than Horatio or a better Horatio than Othello?
0: I think uh I was a better uh
2: Horatio than yeah. Othello. Give us give us an example. Like uh, what kind of Horatio stuff were you doing? Horatio is Yeah. Do you remember any of the lines?
0: Oh my God! Yeah, let's look, go. Look, let's look. Look. Let me finish. No, my mind is very is very messed up. But it's all those scenes from
2: the, the wife. The scenes from the wife will mess anyone's mind. They, they it did. They <laughs> did. They did. Because it's been two years. After. <laughs> so it's been two years. But I, yeah, but I do remember some stuff. Would you say guys with stage experience have a better chance when they go out onto film into series? I'm seeing, for instance, the same with actors from the UK. A lot of the guys in the UK that are doing well, well, from the UK, doing well in Hollywood, they started on stage. Yes. And the the, the depth of the acting is different
0: yes. to guys who have not been on stage. Yes. I think a gift is a gift. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. pure. So if you are talented, you will have to... I mean from my side, he thinks is always keep disciplined. Sure. In terms of uh, being an actor and how you carry yourself, mm. and mm. obviously you need to know your values and stuff like that. Mm. And then uh, that's why I look up to most of all on Benedict Cumberbatch sure. from uh, from the UK. Yes, 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 yes. Who's now playing uh, Doctor Strange? Sure. Most of them. So I look up to those people because you can see the discipline that they have even yes, behind the scenes sure. and how they carry themselves. Mm, mm. So I think most of our actors, uh, they are talented. It's, it's just that sometimes from what I've experienced, some of us, we lack discipline. Mm, mm, some of mm, us, we lack discipline mm. and respect for a craft.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah. Mm. And And stage will force you to...
0: To respect everything about the craft, time. Yes, because it, it, it's a process, right? Yeah. So you start from rehearsals. My mm. rehearsals, mm. I would to late. If we were late, we had we we had a rule. As If we would rehearsals, if we late on my so. So you were never late. So <laughs> you were never late. i too broke. Yeah. Sure. so it teaches you how to be disciplined mm. to be there on time now when we look at the
2: work you've done you know whether it's um, the seed the wife for
0: room 33 um what else have you done um, saloon yeah, there's a short film we did with Dumbai Lente, sure. Yeah, it's called uh, the Saloon. Mm. Uh, where would you say you started noticing
2: a shift, and that people now see you? Uh,
0: f- to be honest, yeah, it's it, it's it's the wife. Mm. That's where people started seeing me. Mm. Obviously, I used to work as a bartender there, yeah. and uh, I used uh, where I used to work. It, it's it's a bar called Amsterdam. Sure. So a lot of artists used to come to um, to that bar. Mm. So I would sell myself sometimes. Sure. So I would have like clips on my phone and then show them like oh, some bar. of the. the so you were that bartender.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every bartender either has a mixed tape. <laughs>
0: a cousin that raps. You had scenes on the phone. Yeah, I'd scenes on my phone. I, 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 you, I mean, you have to. Because, yeah, yeah. But gang back then, when is a shot to call? Just one shot. Just one. The high five. on me. Yeah, we're going to make you leave. Let's I'm doing something like this.
2: But but you 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 often talk about how when you got uh, your role on the wife. You you hadn't read the books, but some of the
0: women in your family had. Yes. It, 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 tell us about that. Yeah, it's my late sister who yeah. Uh must passed away twenty eighteen. May her soul rest in peace. You yeah. Um, yeah, so she she used to love the books so much. Yes, yeah, uh, This was before they they've done the series. Before there was even the series. Yes. 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 so... Yes. so and then, my little sister read it as well. Mm. So, when I got the role, I told them, I we'll would say, listen. Yeah. Because, mm. it, it's a song with uh, the wife. Yes, yes, yes. So, I so, would say, yeah, ma, I've, I've, I've got custard. Like, we're going with the wife. So, was ma the first person you told? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Mm. So, I'm jealous. And then, also Mort, they don't know what to call me. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's so with the wife. Yeah. Biggest book in, in the continent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right? And then I started reading the book. Mm. And then I was like, I myself, I fell in love with the book. Mm. Mm. I fell in love with the book so much because it's so it, it, it's so
2: beautiful. How would you rate the interpretation from book to
0: series, honestly? Honestly? Yeah. It's it's inspired. Yeah. It's inspired. It's not based on the book. Sure, sure. So they... But, okay, so it would be unfair to try and compare page for frame, basically. It, it, it is. Yeah, it is unfair to try and comp- compare mm, the mm, two mm. because I, 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 I guess it was, Gabes. I understand. see it's based on the book. Yes. But now it's not based on the book. So even mm. now they can, they can do a sequel. Yeah. Go go to La Sure. It, 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 and take creative license, basically. Yes. E- yes. Exactly. So, yeah. it, it was. Different, um, for me, it was very interesting Mm. in a way, Mm. Um, getting into reading the book and then also um, um, getting to act in the series as Mm. well Mm. because uh, working on the series, it was a great experience. Sure, sure. So Mm. I also had fun.
2: Mm. Mm. One of the reasons, apart from the fact that it's inspired by the incredible book series, um, one of the many talking points on... The wife, was the sex scenes, um, the hectic sex scenes. Um, there's adulting right now. Sex scenes are hectic. What's your policy as an artist when it comes to nudity, sex scenes,
0: kissing? Yeah, I. It's a very critical situation yeah. where you are placed as an yeah. actor, sure, because it's two people mm. involved. Uh, what do some... you, you and your girlfriend?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: like, it's baby. I must take my clothes off tomorrow at work.
0: Just still, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's tricky, yeah. But you just have to make sure, wootsie your partner is comfortable as well mm. because it's a very crisp... this is your partner, as in your co star, your co, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, actor I. So, because I'm my sex scenes are not easy mm. to do those sex scenes in front of the the crew. Obviously, it's a close set, yes. so it's, uh, it's it's not uh, everyone. It's not everyone yeah, who's, yeah. who's who's in there. Yeah, but at the same time, you just need to you you need to rehearse it as a dance. So it, it's choreographed. It's choreographed. Yes, yes. Mm. So you guys are both comfortable, mm. but at the same time, for me, I think. It has to make sense. Mm. So, like some of the sex scenes, I didn't agree to them mm. because for me it didn't make any sense. Sure.
2: So that okay. Me- so you you so you have the leeway to say not this one. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Mm. You, you, you do have because because I sometimes hear people talk about how I'm afraid to turn down certain scenes because I might be recast if I refuse to do the scene be- for whatever reason. I might be recast for instance so you
0: don't have that fear. I know we were lucky with uh, with the uh E, e-, 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 e- and and and, and stained glass mm. They understood. Sure. So there was no So what did you refuse to do? Now I'm curious.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man
3: that's
0: I put my I'm Ah, uh, so it, I refused some of the sex scenes. Mm, like, mm. guys, so I I don't
2: think. So what was the issue? The fact that they were showing too much, or there'd be too much
0: implied sex, like like. No, Take us that, through it. it. It's just that I I wasn't comfortable with some of the um, leading up to the sex scene. For sure. Yeah. So I I I, I wasn't comfortable. Mm. I hope they forgive me. <laughs> Now I'm told that when you do
2: intimacy scenes, because you are the character where not as the actor are not meant to feel anything. And the fact that if you feel something,
0: then you've broken character. Is that true? I know. but but it was uh, an interpreter in yeah. the Yeah. But I mean, from my side I uh guys wanna sure. I um, but go back going intimacy coach mm. on set. Okay,
2: which is very important. Yes. Because I think one of the the, the, the sad things about your industry for the longest time is things were taken for granted. There'd yeah. be no intimacy
0: coach, uh, there'd be no direction, uh, and, and things would just happen. Yes. I think we're lucky because... Sure. So, okay. if you feel something, just raise your hand. And then this is or miss. Okay. And then you can you get a cool down. So how many times did you raise your hand? I have I mean that was a root.
2: But man, the way you're defending yourself. <laughs> looks like you're raising your hand every five minutes. It's true.
1: Hello
2: to that a In fact, speaking of true, you you you're a praying man.
0: Yes. You pray every morning. Yes. Ooh, what did you pray for this morning? For this morning, um, I prayed for my brother, mm. my little brother who's not okay at the moment. What's, so, what's his name? Oh, Okay. Yeah, he's going to, through a uh, rough time, so mm. I prayed for him. Mm. Uh, I, I prayed for uh, my mom. Mm. Uh, we have lost our dad recently. Uh, oh, Flip, sorry oh, to hear that, man.
2: Go much. So, mm, mm. Con- so con- Condolences. Thanks, So, yeah,
0: mm, mm. so, yeah it says... So, how many siblings do you have? Yo, from my dad's son, mm. yo, pra- I didn't call it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh, Try
0: me. How many, how many do you have? 30 plus. 30? I could say 30 plus. 30 something. 30 something?
2: Yeah. And how many of them have you met or do you have a relationship
0: with? It's so many. Mm. It's so many uh, uh I I've, I've met so many of them. Mm. Uh but from my mom, mom's side it's about seven. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so I would see. There might be more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How did losing dad affect how you guys relate with Ma? Because obviously now you guys have
0: to pull together for Ma. Yeah. Uh, we had to change everything mm. because we had to take care of Ma. Sure. You know, because Baba, was the... He was the pillar. He was the pillar. Mm-hmm. So, and then we assume, uh, it's 'cause because i have a twin hmm. uh my twin brother so it's me and him Are and you guys identical that's fine oh <laughs> uh, okay that's fine. okay so yeah a it's in a magic medicine i get it, the season, same season minus quarter hmm. in terms of help maybe helping our uh sister and then kids because it's this um is a phone, you know, mm, mm. and seems to be a business, so, so we have to be so we have to pay more attention now mm, in, you know, in terms of business and, and, and everything. Mm. So, what are you going to miss about Baba? Uh, his jokes, mm. his jokes, uh, he used to call a Call me a lot, mm. well, call
1: us
0: a lot. Zonk mm. is So he had a lot of air It's crazy. Why the food? I'm right. I need to I'm right. <laughs> i okay. you, yeah. pay I must call my other 30 children. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I will you know, I'll, I'll miss everything about him. Mm, mm. He, he was a, he was a fighter. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. We're gonna play a game. Uh, it's called
2: the Wow Game. The Wow Game. Uh, yeah, um, I'll ask you a question, and you must simply answer. Uh, first one is Wow, what a celeb moment! The first time you realized that people recognize me.
0: When was that moment? I. <laughs> when was it? I was coming from Joburg to going to Durban. Mm. I, I found a mask, so we just started to you know, the wife. Yeah. And then, boom, I to, they started recognizing me. You know, like, I don't know how to react to this. So. How, 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 did it feel? how did it feel? It felt great because... That means about to, they recognize, they appreciate your work. Yes. So... so it, it, they, they see you. Yeah,
2: so yeah. that is crazy. Boy. Wow, what a fan moment. Who were you fanning over? Who did you meet or see? Where you're like, yo, I'm such a fan. Yo, it's a lot, bro.
0: Mm. Even now, I'm fanning. <laughs> it, <bro. laughs>
2: it's
0: a lot, bro. Sure. I, yo, it's a lot. Yo, there's so many people, bro. Mm. There's so many. I, 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 I respect uh I try and respect every artist show sure. that yeah. you see so. wow what an actor wow what an actor abdul kouseh mm. abdul yeah yeah hey he's he's dope, né? his energy yeah yeah set he it's crazy yeah he he, he, he yeah. I get goosebumps to kill his acting bro
2: no, nah, he's, he, listen, he, I mean, even on, on The Wife, just watching Abdul in action, I was like, this guy is incredible. He, he. And, and there were days I'm like, I'm sure he's not acting right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, It's crazy. And then
2: he switches on. Do you hold character when you're on set? Or do you come in and out? Because some people are in character the whole time, other people are in and out of character.
0: Aye, um, sometimes you 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 break character. With yeah. your cards, you break character because. Uh, Amaya, we, we don't have green rooms there. Ah, yes, yes. So you, don't, you, don't, you don't have your own green Your rooms. own little, um, um, um caravan. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just a, a green room like this. Sure. So this all like, came in, you just, So
2: you're, you're stuck together until uh, the final uh, uh, the take. Yeah, until the sure. Wow, what a mother. What is it about Uma?
0: Uh... She's such a loving soul. Yeah. When my other siblings from my dad's side, Beza, mm. saying you okay, oh, this is all Bonu Baba. Sure. Uh, smiles, mm. with us, with us, And then she would accept him oh, wow. with warm hearts. Oh wow. So they never had fights, so I would say, hey, when you duck off, mm, so mm, you're mm. to love us. All. So she was graceful about it? She was. Mm. She was so... And then she's very supportive mm. of them. Okay.
2: That, our children. Yes. Mm. yes. Yes. Wow, what a homecoming moment. When did you go back home and realize, hey, I'm staring.
0: Oh, I felt... <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm feeling mean. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what I'm asking but, you sure, sure. So, i feel, feeling so, 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 you sneak in, you sneak out. I
2: sneak in, I sneak out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a dad. What are you, what have you learned from, uh, Obaba that you're gonna take into your fathering?
0: It's, Taking responsibility mm. and not so good to depend it, it on the baseline because we are dependent again. Sure. So, we see, okay, the call is in the water, I it is a middle way. So, that's why even the city, snow was, was the seven, the seven, seven, the seven, the Mm. So Best was with C.S. Cocheli, Randy. Sure. Girls is Cat. I was called C.S. then Baba, and I was But best was with like taking, like to take responsibility. So I would like my children also to take their own responsibility.
2: It's been a journey for you, but obviously you're still building, you're still trying to fly higher than where you are right now. What's your bigger
0: dream for yourself and your career? I want to own my own production company. Mm. Um, also, tell African stories mm. uh, and make better money. <laughs> True, yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> and 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 try to change the industry yeah. uh, in a better way mm. as well. Contributes mm. in in the transformation of of of, of our industry mm. as well. Mm.
2: But how are you personally when are dealing with the challenges within the
0: industry? And what are those challenges right now? I try to keep my head down. Mm. So with myself mm. and my agent, uh, we've got So I deal with my own. uh, We deal with my contract ended as it. Sure. So if if something I'm not I'm I'm not happy with, we address it. Mm -hmm. If uh, I'm not met halfway, I don't take that role. So I just know my value Mm -hmm. in a way. So. Mm I I don't want to say yes to everything while guys are actually would I need to take care
2: of myself. In fact, that was my next question, because, you know, it's one thing to know your value and say, I will not work for that. Yes. Or I will not do this role. But you still have
0: expenses. Yeah. You must still send umar uh, money, for instance. Yeah. No, um i black because with my brother right yeah. now, we've just opened a company. So, I've mm. just got a, uh, a, a contract that we're working on. Okay. So, uh, and. Is a contract a tender? Hmm? A contract, you
2: mean a tender? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not providing water, my next Water is the new gold pen. Eh? I know. <laughs>
0: No, it's our small business yeah. that, we, that we are working on. Mm-hmm. So, and how's that going? Uh it's going well. Mm-hmm. So, far. so far, it's going well. So, um, people are supporting us. Yeah. So yeah, I rather spend my time mm-hmm. on that project. Sure. While we we'll do whatever we'll we'll mm-hmm. you know, and waste my time. Sure. Respectfully.
2: Is there anyone whose time you're not wasting? Are you dating by any chance?
0: Yeah, I know. I am dating.
2: Yeah. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, where did you meet? <laughs> Can you tell us her name or... I know about Jazz? Or her name.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: My
2: man, Pelo, i trying to avoid another 36 children here. 36 children. children. Not trying to avoid that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but you are dating, though. Yes. Yeah, okay. And and, and, and how is that going? In, in relation, for instance, to the industry you're in? Or is it someone in the industry? No, no, no. Mm. No, it's not. But she understands and she gets it. I think she does. Yeah. She does. I hope so. We'll know soon enough. We'll know soon eh? enough. He might be single next week. We'll find out. (laughs) Tune in for another episode (laughs) of Will He Be Single Next Week. In closing, budget is not an issue. You've set up your production company. You have to do a story about a South African figure. Who is that figure and who's
0: the cast? Steve Beagle. Steve Beagle, okay. And I would cast uh, Steve Beagle, uh, Tony Horroche. Okay. And the rest of the cast? And then the rest of the cast, mm. uh, Oadala Uncoskaza Steve Bio would be, uh, uh, ta Tahorohe. Okay. And, uh, Uponko uh, mm. Koza. Mm. Uh, Abdul Koza. Hmm. Uh, Tim Koza, Tobanduza, Wise Man Move, and also I feature. Uh, uh, that sounds like a cast of yeah. Shakamus. <laughs> of course, yeah. but Tata okay. and, ov- and, and then obviously, I would bring in new actors. Yes, 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 yes. Or, yes, yes. Or I'll, I would have to open doors for new actors. Now you're doing
2: an international movie; budget is not a problem. Who are you casting, and what's the story about? Because also, as someone who loves martial arts, that is also good at basketball. How would you incorporate all of that into a movie that you're making?
0: So, I would make a story about um, a basketball player mm. who goes through a journey of... Uh, um, no, it goes to the NBA. No, 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 no. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. yeah. And then it becomes a superhero movie. Uh, you know like, uh, so what? So, the basketball. With the basketball. Okay. So is
2: the basketball magic, like?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, 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 okay. But it comes back like a boomerang. I hope it makes sense. Uh, no, no, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes sense to me. It, and then who would you cast internationally for that? International.
0: Mm. Jonathan Majors. Mm. Jonathan Majors. Why Jonathan Majors?
2: Versus, for instance, Denzel, who you also love. Or Jean
0: Claude Van Damme who raised you? <laughs> 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 no, because Jonathan Major, because just because he, um, he, he's still young. I think mm. he would fit uh, fit well in the character. I think mm. I think Denzel would be the, the father. Ah yes, 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 yes. Because he would um, pass it over to him. Mm. Those people. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. He would pass.
2: Over, yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Brother Man, what are you working on, and where can we
0: see you next? Um... I can't say what's the name of the show at the moment, but okay. we just finished yesterday. So is it a series? It is a series. Uh, is it on TV TV or is it streaming? Streaming. Okay. So what
2: are the streaming networks, basically? So the budget will be good. Eh? <laughs> I hope I hope you can see that. <laughs> so, So what role do you play in this new series? I can't say, mm. uh, but so you guys rapped yesterday. Yeah, we just rapped yesterday. Sure. Well, today, today,
0: at one, yeah, at one o'clock.
2: Okay, so from here you're going to the rap party basically. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's today.
2: Mm. I don't think it's today. Okay, but so you can't tell us anything, but tell us something. Give us something. Leave us with something. Uh, try not to spill any beans. Mm. Uh, Okay, so there's beans in the movie. There's a jack in the beanstalk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, cool. yeah. Um, I think okay, how can I put this? <laughs> it's too late for them to fire you to recast you. You guys are rapping today, so Ah, season two. Oh yeah, season two. Season <laughs> two. Yeah, but it's uh it's a story uh, based... Uh, it's inspired by a real-life guy. Okay. Uh, South African guy? South African. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you to do heists and stuff like that, so... Oh, okay. So it's a heist series. Yeah. But it's it, 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 it got, like, different layers.
2: Okay. And it... But there's a heist somewhere. There is. A, in South Africa. Is it a black guy or a white guy? Uh, it, it's... Uh, it, I think he's white. Not standard. Gwenz, I'm to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, just like the story of the new uh, series that you're in is layered, hopefully people have uh, discovered other layers about you. Yeah. But we wish you nothing but uh, the best in your career, For am Fuetu. May you fly high. Uh, may the new tender give birth to other tenders. Uh, and whatever else that you're working on, uh, may you may you fly, my dude. May you, fly. You're 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 very talented, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, Thank ladies so and much. gentlemen. Gwenzo Norbo is about to leave the building.
3: This is wow! What, what a week! What a week!
0: Celebrity guest.
3: Celebrity guest. <laughs>